0: like everybody else I you know I feel really cooped up after a year and a half plus of all of this and you know you hear about shows getting happening and then getting canceled and it's just it's 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 kind of hard on the morale you know but yeah Limp Biscuit canceled the tour. <laughs> <laughs> everything's <laughs> over now <laughs> I
1: yeah I mean I I'm from New Jersey originally um and like I don't even know why. My mom was like, Limp biscuit canceled. Hope you weren't going. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, no, but we actually did know someone who was going to that show and got into a fender bender while they were on their way down. So they... We're like, oh, we're down here um, and we got to do a Fender Bender, but like, whatever, we're going to see Limp Bizkit. And it was like 15 minutes before they, had, it was 15 minutes before doors opened. It was like, JK, they canceled. So literally just got a wow. Fender Bender today. <laughs> I was like, God damn, that Dang. sucks. Yeah, I couldn't even get the fun part. Mm-mm. We couldn't even see like the new dad that is Fred Durst.
2: Yeah,
0: I've only seen pictures of that. And I was like, wow, OK. He looks like he's doing great.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> it looks like he stopped doing meth.
0: Which is, you know, that's a positive. <laughs> yes,
1: and it's a net positive for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I'm your cypher, Dylan, and join me as we look back on the rich history of doom metal and its sister sounds based on the recounted tales of its followers. Every week, we'll have a different guest to spin their yarn. You can visit the website at diaryofdoom.com, follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook, follow the podcast on diaryofdoom.podbean.com. And subscribe and listen to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, And if you have a question or whatever, you can fire off an email to diaryofdoom 1968 at gmail.com. Joining us for this week's chapter is Psychic Hit out of Oakland, California. Um, They have a new album out. Uh, it's called solution and we have andrea uh who plays lead guitar and justin who plays drums so thank you for coming on I'm very excited thanks for having us
0: thank you um and you can call me dre it's usually what people call me so dre
1: all
2: right dre, cool.
0: yeah
1: you can
2: still call me
0: justin <laughs>
1: <laughs> dre is that like
0: like doc- as in doctor as in the doctor <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just right. so it's it's easier to pronounce.
1: <laughs> that's cool. That's like a, yeah. that's a cool, uh, that's like a good stage name. It's like, who's that? That's Dre. Like, Dre.
0: Yeah. It's got, it's got some strength behind it. So, you know, I feel, I feel it.
1: <laughs> Much like your riffs. Um, oh, thank you. So, uh, yeah, like I said, they have a new album out and it, it whips. It's really fucking rad. Um, but leading up to all that. What were your uh, earliest experiences with music? Did you have a musical upbringing or was it something that you just like found later on on your own?
2: Both of my parents were pretty kind of casually into music. They both like Grateful Dead and Beatles and uh, the local radio station they would listen to would play like the um, MTV unplugged version of Nirvana songs, stuff like that. So I would hear music through them, but, my oldest brother who's 10 years older than me is a total hip-hop head and so ever since i was a super young kid he's always been showing me music and the first real album that made an impression on me was he gave myself and my other brother a um a version of 36 chambers by wu-tang I like six years old it was the version with all the swear words and stuff taken out. So I'm just listening oh, to it and half the lyrics aren't the even in. sticker. <laughs> yeah, I mean half the lyrics aren't even in there. It's just, I don't know. The music itself was so good. It just like hooked me from the start. And in a way, I feel like listening to that and listening to stuff like Beastie Boys and just like things that in a way are really, really heavy. And when you listen to the recording quality of it, it's kind of lo-fi in a way also like things mm-hmm. are distorted. Like it kind of led me down the track to getting into like heavier music in general i think
1: Um, oh yeah early hip-hop is like early and rap is like it's like early black metal it's like the recording's like almost shitty you know yeah it's like it has that very like distinctive time before somebody like dre other dre popped up and just like (laughs) changed the game with with all that I learned about that by watching it uh straight out of compton because that movie rules
2: (laughs) i feel like the ethos is sort of similar in that it's people who are using the resources they have available to them to create artwork and put it out and they're doing it themselves whether they're going to have backing from a label or not like it's going to happen and so like i really respect the like drive and the push but yeah i played the drums since i was nine years old and i've played in bands since I was in like high school and uh, just gotten into various styles of heavy music over the years from like doom or hardcore or death metal or black metal or whatever. It's all pretty exciting to me personally.
0: I had an older cousin who was a super like old school metalhead Hesher and she would babysit my brother and I and play like a lot of Kind of like the Big Four, and a lot of other metal too. And so, even when I, you know, as a kid, I was like really amped. We would just like literally like run through the house back and forth, listen like as she was like blasting bands on the stereo. And so, you know, that was like my first taste as like a as a real little kid. And then as I got older, I just I was really into like stuff that was coming out of uh, the Northwest and like post Riot Girl stuff and things like that. Um, And then I got back into, you know, heavier music um, as I, you know, got older and, you know, really wanted to, I was, you know, really wanted to learn how to play guitar. And so I'm mainly like self-taught, although I had lessons early on, not, I don't really come from a musical family at all, but it's just something that I have, you know, it's just, it's something that I just, you know, it's it's indescribable, you Mm -hmm. know, just the feeling of, of playing and songwriting and, Performing, it's just it's the what I live for. I love it so much,
1: <laughs> Justin. You kind of answered it like getting into like metal, but um, Dre, did you like? Was there a period of time where you're like, "Oh fuck, like this is really good," and like kind of like on a, uh, on, a on a grander scale? Do you have an album that kind of changed your perception of looking at heavy music?
0: Oh, that's really hard to say. Yeah, there's just there's have been so many influences, but I guess uh, I'm, like Sad Wings of Destiny, the Judas Priest album mm-hmm. and Entranced by Scorpions. I mean, I'm wearing a Scorpion shirt, now. I'm a <laughs> huge, huge, huge fan, like of their early stuff. And, you know, those I feel like those two albums really, you know, got me. Amped on heavy music in the way that it was a reminder that music can be heavy but also really expressive. And an album can take you on a journey. And you know, it's there's a lot of depth and nuance to to those old albums, like those two in particular, that I listen to still a lot, very often, you know, when I'm really wanting some inspiration. I'll just like put one of those on and like take a walk and just get so amped on it because it's like, you know, within those albums, there's just so much going on. Um, you know, those albums aren't like the most relentless albums, it's not like, pu- you know, like in punishing you in this good way. It's just there's mm-hmm. like ebbs and flows to it. And that's something that has really inspired like my songwriting in in particular with how how I sort of my own sort of per- personal interpretation of like, what can, what can be considered heavy.
1: Yeah. That makes total sense to me.
0: Yeah. I'm like, who gets the mic next? Or passing the mic. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was just, I was just saying, uh, do you, uh, Justin, do you have one? It's hard to like really
2: pinpoint cause there's been a lot of meaningful albums for me over the years, but like, I guess when I was in junior high, I went through a really big, specifically ride the lightning phase. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've I've been like pretty critical in different ways of Metallica for a long time. <laughs> like, there's really? a lot of. Why? Really, why? You be. I don't understand why you <laughs> would <laughs> be ever be critical. There's Metallica. a lot of really great things about them, <laughs> and like undeniable like skill, especially in James Hetfield's guitar playing. Like, he is an insanely good guitar player when it comes to rhythm guitar, but like. I don't know. for For the most part, for me, nothing really does it for me except Ride the Lightning. Just like scratches that itch, and like that album is just so drawn out. It really like it really goes places. It really hits hard. It really makes me feel good. And like that one, I think was an early one that falls into the category of like heavy metal as a whole that really got me.
0: I yeah I love that album as well and i yeah echo what you know metallica problematic yes first few albums amazing and <laughs> yeah yeah the letting is incredible it's so good we should listen to it together sometime for fun
1: <laughs> i mean it's always good to put on and it's like it, it's probably the one that gets you know brought up most I feel like it's the one that gets brought up the most on here. I mean, it's master. my favorite. It's it's I'm not going to lie. It's my fucking favorite too, but yeah. It's I feel like master it, of puppets I, for a lot of people is like the big one. I feel like with Metallica fans, like the hardcore Metallica fans, they're always like master of puppets. But right. for me, it's always been ride the lightning. Um, And, you know, I, you know, I think the obvious reason is just it's because Cliff was in the band, you know, like, there's just something about it. There's something there for the people that like things a little bit slower and a little bit grimier. And, you know, cause it is a bit, it is cleaner than um, kill them all, which like I like, but I was like, man, this is like a fucking misfits album. <laughs> it's so, <laughs> crun- it's so goddamn crunchy. Yeah. I mean, red lightning, I think just sounds really good.
0: They were just like really hitting their stride at that point, you know? And it was just like, it, yeah, it was, it's just excellent like in terms of songwriting aspects of it the production it's just, it's fucking a plus
1: yeah and it, I, I listened to that album like way after i listened to like the black album and master of puppets and you know unfortunately saint anger and, and uh, <laughs> like hearing that i was like i can't believe this is even really the same fucking band <laughs> yeah i mean they evolved <laughs> <laughs> God, I mean, I always, I'm i like, man, I can't believe like Loudwire is writing about Metallica again. And I'm like, wait, I just <laughs> I have to like, eat my own words. Here we are talking about Metallica again. Right. Uh, my favorite man, children.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> so can you talk about how the band came together and also the origin of the name? Because it rules. <laughs>
0: yes, uh, I'd be happy to talk about that. Uh I get one
1: room.
0: Yeah. yeah. It. <laughs> it's like a news story.
1: <laughs> you need a yes. stand. Yeah. I forgot to bring one.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I and I unfortunately don't have one in this room. Um, so sci- psychic hit origin story. 2017. I was I left my partner and I started the band, Ari, and we were both out of our previous projects and had um, a lot of time on our hands, and both of us really wanted to start a band that was drawing from this, like that, you know, that sort of uh, late '70s, early '80s era of of hard rock and early heavy metal. And not to be like derivative, but you know, that that was just like a lot of the music that really was speaking to us at the time, and still does, obviously. And so it was just like, started off as a sort of like dream and kind of spoke it into existence. Um, we started writing songs for a few months and it got to the point where I was personally hitting a wall cause I was like, I want to start bouncing my ideas off of another musician, um, an instrumental you know, musician. And we got our first band member, Melanie who has since left the band. And then we started jamming and sort of flushing the songs out a little bit more. And then we were at the point where we were ready to start working with a drummer. And um, Ari was like, "Well, I my good friend Justin is available." And originally justin Justin was going to be, you know hired as a the sound engineer and a uh, studio musician. And then luckily, we
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I became unemployed.
0: Yeah, <laughs> lucky ah. for us, <laughs> and much uh, less free. And so it all kind of, we, we, we spent, the four of us, because this is like when we were a four-piece before we got second guitar, and so we, we we went into a studio together and recorded the demo. And it just felt very magical, you know? And from there, just kind of kicked things off, played shows, uh, got our friend Jake to play on rhythm guitar. And, you know, we haven't really, you know, we've been... Doing our thing ever since, um, and you know, obviously COVID has changed things a little bit, like every band on the planet. But we've been pretty productive uh, the past year and a half, regardless of that. But as far as the name itself goes, it was something that we would say a lot to each other, um, like when we would get like an intuition on some about something. Uh, you know, one of us would say, "Oh, I'm getting like this psychic hit about it," and <laughs> one day.
1: I love that. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, because it, it feels a lot more badass to say, oh, I'm feeling a psychic hit about it rather than my intuition is telling me, you know, so then we're like, we're like, well, you know, that this whole band just like came out of this sort of this spoken like spell, this manifestation of like what we wanted to happen. So just like, let's continue on with that, that sort of like sense about, you know, just like digging into your, your sixth sense and all of that without getting you know stepping into like super woo territory um <laughs> which is fine i'm not knocking it it's just you know uh one foot in this world one foot in the other is cool and so yeah we were we were like that is a really good name at it, the it's it it, it has like a really good flow to it there's a good amount of syllables it's not hard to say <laughs> so it, it rolls just, off like, the tongue t- yeah it ticks off no one no one has taken it yet so that's kind of the the you know the background of that it's so that's for us what that's what we've had a lot of people be like think it's like this reference to like taking acid or, or
1: psychedelic music
0: or psychedelic music and we're like no it's just it has to do with this other thing but you know whatever it's interpreted how you want to but that's how we
1: see the name so what you're telling me is that you you were like oh well we, we we obviously can't go with you know stoner weed stoner weed stoner weed man weed stoner you know because that's Witch taken.
0: wolf stoner weed <laughs> that was the original name of the band <laughs> which wolf stoner weed <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah so it's, someone's it's... gonna
1: hear that and they're gonna run with it
0: <laughs> i hope they do DM, of, DM us if you do, because I want to
1: know about it. we we'll play a show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I know how these people work. <laughs> so, like, since inception now, like, how, you know, you, obviously you mentioned that um, you've had people come, people go. So, like, how, but, like, that's, besides, like, the obvious, like, how has the band, like, kind of changed since you recorded the demo to uh, Solution? Like, kind of, on the demo, I definitely heard shit like Maiden especially in The Fool that's like that definitely like, oh, any, yeah. like early like Maiden, Maiden vibes
3: Maiden.
1: <laughs> and like and like the weirder side of prog rock like Gentle Giant amidst like Sabbath and like you know Thin Lizzy and we all everyone likes Thin Lizzy they're like one of those bands that just come fight me you want to don't you don't like them like fuck off um yeah I don't understand anybody
0: who doesn't <laughs> like Thin Lizzy it's <laughs> weird and I don't want to know you <laughs> saying that right um, now
1: you know it's like you, you know where to reach them mm-hmm. she'll tell you what's up but like uh whereas like on Solucio, um that has like a really like kick the engine into high gear with the windows down and just fucking cruise feel but plenty of room for like weirdo psych like rock noodling and stuff like that
0: I'm sure there's so much I want to say about how we've progressed and like where we're going to because I think that's like another part of the story Um, that's important, but maybe I'll collect my thoughts if you have anything you want to say, Justin.
2: I mean, when I joined the band, three out of the four songs on the demo, I think, were mostly written already, Yeah. Yeah. um, with the exception of The Whip, which kind of formed out of a jam that we had at practice one time, Um, so correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like those were sort of, like, assembled kind of less as a band and more as like just songwriters whereas like yeah with the newer material we've been although dre uh writes the bulk of the material as a group we've been sort of working it out at band practices and trying to figure out what's working and what's not working and um because i know how to record i often record most of our band practices um, with mic setup on things so you can kind of like try to hear more of what one person's doing than uh, try to like kind of draw that inspiration and really like hone in on what's working. Um, So in a way I feel like it created a kind of different vibe to the material. Mm -hmm. Um, I think also in a lot of ways it's just kind of heavier because just things we were all personally going through at the time Mm -hmm. um, really lent to uh, the way that the music felt and the way that the riffs were going to be and. I don't know. I feel like just the lives we are living really rubbed off a lot on the material in a lot of different ways.
0: Yeah, I I definitely agree. Like definitely lyrically there, uh, there's just a lot of sort of personal experiences that were happening that um, are definitely, you know, if you pay attention to the lyrics that it's, it's pretty obvious. (laughs) Um, Yeah. That there are some struggles happening. uh, And you know, just the reality of living in the Bay Area and all of the sort of challenges of that with just, you know, housing and all of the fun things that, you know, it's living in a late stage capitalist (laughs) world that you have to deal with. And, uh, but, you know, just the the sort of like hope that we also, we all feel and the commitment that we feel of like living in, living in a place that is a, that is, can be kind of hard sometimes in, in terms of like, just day-to-day living and, you know, the expense of it, but but also just feeling really committed to being in this, you know, heavier rock band is, uh, you know, I feel like that was a hugely influential on the sort of vibe of the of Solutio. And as far as like, yeah, I, I mean, it definitely is an evolution com- compared to like the demo. And also it was recorded in a way that was, you know, it was recorded in blocks, for a variety of like personal reasons of that one of our bandmates was going through at the time and so you know when i when i listen to that those songs it just brings back all those sort of memories of like the challenges of the time but also the you know those those awesome moments that you can have in a studio and yeah it's it's, it's cool i i'm really I'm, I'm proud of that of that record and i'm also really equally excited for uh, to you know be debuting some of our new material that we're working on as well um, I think that we're also headed towards a really interesting direction with the newer stuff and mm-hmm. so I think folks are going to be pretty pleased with where we're where we're pushing towards next
3: you
1: just start doing fucking crazy shit on the next one.
0: Oh, it's gonna it's it's gonna be pretty wild I think <laughs> there's
1: there's definitely a I
2: don't know um, there's some changes, like still a lot of Judas Priest influence, but just like a different era of Judas Priest this time. Yeah. Right. I don't know, like bringing up the pace a little bit on the drums sometimes. And I don't know, trying to just like really dial things in and like, kind of like draw in maybe sometimes a little bit of like 80s influence and, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. just spend time experimenting and pushing the boundaries more and just like seeing what really like feels good because ultimately we all just want to play like some really good rock music and like the term rock music is so generic it just like anything so many things could just be rock and roll but right um, in a way that's nice because if you use a like umbrella genre that's that broad it allows for a lot of inspiration so i don't know it's been fun we've been writing in a little bit of a different format just because we didn't have bass for a while so it was really guitar and drum focused and yeah we recently had a new bass player join which is somebody who plays in another one of my bands um one of my death metal bands dearth he plays bass and does vocals in that band um and just after playing with him a couple of times it became really clear that he fits in super well the like familiarity with him is great it's like he just locks in and we're having a really good time with that trying to write music with him is going to be i think a really good thing as well just because we'll be able to like get back to it as a whole band again
0: mm-hmm.
2: he's gonna have to trade in his
1: jorts for uh bell bottoms though <laughs>
0: <laughs> he actually kind of mentioned something that not that at practice <laughs> but being like oh i gotta get some some different type of, i don't know it's like some referencing some sort of changing the wardrobe a little bit for the for the band, at least for stage <laughs> stuff. I'm like, yeah, dude, you know, yeah, it's it's exciting. Like our new bassist is doing really well. And I've just have been so impressed with how quickly he's like picking up on the material. Like so fast. I'm like, and he's already he was already a fan of the bands. Uh, mm. so it just felt like a really natural fit. And yeah, we yeah, we've been jamming on some new stuff lately and he's coming up with some rad bass lines and I'm just like very very excited so good things coming ahead with with some new music for us
1: awesome very exciting I um, <clears throat> also want to just quickly talk about the album cover because you got clearly got some insanely talented makeup artists and costumers for it but like you also did an individual photo shoot for it it just felt mm-hmm. like very emblematic of like what they used to do like in the 70s and excuse me and stuff like that
0: yeah, um, a really good friend of, of ours, Janice Gonzalez, who is just a yeah, she's phenomenal. She's a no relation artist. to the host. Yeah. <laughs> you never, That's maybe in USA High School one day. I <laughs> um, would not be shocked. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, she's 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 amazing and she's also an incredible musician herself. She was in this band uh, in San Francisco a few years ago called Wild Eyes and she lives in, in uh, Texas now. Her partner is. Um, the singer and rhythm guitarist in War Cloud. I'm not sure if, if you're familiar with that band. Um, but anyways, about Janice. Yeah, she, she approached us about doing this photo shoot and she was like, I have this great idea. I want to run it by you guys. And she um, wa- was working with a really incredible uh, photographer in the Bay Area, Rob Williamson, who does a lot of like mainly like product photography but he also does do photos for bands that he's really into and um they got together and we all just it just all kind of came together in this magical way one day where you know it was a long day doing all of that the the, the makeup and the costumes and and the individual shots and the group shot and but it was the way that it turned out was awesome and we we're like sweet that's the album cover done <laughs> <laughs> and yeah i just uh you know it's I'm so excited to have been able to do that because it's it's pretty special and it got to show a different side of the band you know and I guess I had this fear for a while that everybody was going to think we were going to dress like that on stage (laughs) I was like no (laughs) but um, you
1: can't shred in that
0: (laughs) yeah I could wear the crown maybe but the rest of it no I'm not gonna do that yeah but it was super fun and I think it's like and I know that obviously that I'm biased, but I feel like, you know, it's like one of those things you're like, whoa, I need to look at that again. Yeah. And that's a you know, it's like, a that's great. Cause it's like, you want to, you know, if you want to have your record stand out, you kind of have to have some sort of image that's going to catch the eye. And it certainly obtained that.
1: <laughs> I say so, you know, mentioning before, you know, being from Oakland, like, is it tough to stand out there? Um, you know, let alone just being in California. Cause like Oakland specifically was like a center point for metal during the eighties and the nineties. And like at this point, I just feel like all of California is basically overripe with bands of virtually any genre.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of bands here, but I have to say that I don't think it's hard to stand out um, because, you know, it's the, the scene here in my opinion is really, really supportive. Um, and we all hang out with each other, you know, it's, it, the scenes are not divided. Like we, you know, we have good friends who are in all of the sort of many genres of the heavy music world and, people uh, people, people come out to each other's shows. Um, and you know, it's, it's good feelings. Like everybody wants to support each other as, you know, as long as you're serious about what you're doing and you're in a band that is. You know, making moves. Um, I mean, even if it's not, even if it's like more of like a hobby for you, I have to say, but it's, it's people here want to help you out. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's it's not hard to, I think there's this, you know, misconception that it's hard to like break into the scene to some like scenes in California. And I can't really speak to other places in California, but in Oakland, like, you know, as long as you show up for other people, it's like, it's, it's all very, there's a lot of like feeling of like mutual love and respect here. I don't know if, if you have anything to say about that too.
3: Yeah, I
2: feel similarly about, I don't know, the support and the overlap. Um, as a drummer, I have to be in more than one band. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are that I, meme. I am obligated. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> my um, public service to um, the, <laughs> the scene at large. But I'm in several bands and they do span different genres. And like, I see similar faces at, shows for all of the bands um and I feel like I see similar faces at shows I go to where I have nothing to do with any of the bands that are playing like people are just I think into a lot of different things and they're uh I don't know they're going out and trying to go to shows when it's possible I feel similarly as what Dre said yeah
1: I love to hear that it's like that that strong support it's it's something that probably hasn't changed in Oakland like since it just became a hub you know but probably mm-hmm. at this point there's more like you said community between sort of like the subsects of it
0: oh yeah most definitely like you know i got friends and homies and any type of you know it's like it's it's just it's a it's a good little scene that we got here so i mean like you know i've, I've lived lots of different places in the country and this is definitely the place where i feel like the most at home and the most like like seen and scene in the scene (laughs) um you know um but and and not in any type of superficial way like there's there's a lot of deep friendships and and really Mm -hmm. cool you know um experiences that you get to have with other folks who are interested in similar things you are here so i feel really grateful to be able to be a musician here
2: there's a Um, decent crossover with san francisco also mm -hmm. yeah that makes sense while we are a bridge apart from each other and there's separation of like it's easier to go to shows if you live in one city versus the other depending on where the show is happening i feel like Mm -hmm. there's still like a good amount of support and crossover between the two cities also yeah um so like it kind of creates an even like bigger sort of like wider system of people who are all playing music in the bay area as a whole which is kind of cool to see as well
1: yeah sort of yeah it's it's sort of like uh new jersey and new york have Mm -hmm. sort of like that relationship you know we're just about except we've got like three bridges and two tunnels (laughs) right (laughs) so you have played with some big names uh from the genre like cadaver elder Mm -hmm. haunt hellfire do you have any wild stories from those shows or were they just good shows
0: no everybody's pretty chill <laughs> I mean that's the thing it's like every, it's like you're like oh this band is so sick they must be like crazy like cadaver they were just so mellow they're like hello nice to meet you and like you know just sound checked and we had some nice conversations and just I think they had just come like had done a, like a really huge show the night before so maybe they were like tired or something but <laughs> um but yeah and you know all the other bands I mean we're we're good friends with the hellfire dudes we our practice space is literally right next to theirs we're like a, a room apart so we see them all of the time and we're you know we hear like literally we hear each other practice mm-hmm. <laughs> and so yeah and you know pretty much all of the shows are yeah with the bands that are kind of like making more of a national or international kind of waves right now um i don't know to me i haven't had any crazy stories i feel like we're the ones who coming in mm-hmm. who are <laughs> like <laughs> (laughs) what's up party's here no not anymore we used to be that way but (laughs) we're mellow now
2: (laughs) yeah i don't know i feel like um everybody we've played with who's a bigger bench than us is always really kind and really generous and Mm -hmm. like nobody's a diva or like too cool for us or anything like that like everybody's just just another person who likes playing music
3: yeah
1: you can't afford to be yeah, totally.
0: Yeah, not anymore. It's not like the '70s or '80s when people are flying around and flying around in limousines. That's what they did.
3: Flying. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was like, yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's people are sweet. I we haven't. There yeah, there's no weirdness or anything that has you know come across yet. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Heard those death chant dudes are pretty wild. So <laughs> we're yeah. Anyways. <laughs> getting
1: off topic uh, but once things are in the clear like what's a band you'd love to tour with or even Mm. just like play a show well um
2: we're playing with death Chance uh at the end of this month assuming things don't go crazy and yeah fingers uh, crossed you know shows get shut down again and stuff so that's a band that would be fun to play with so looking forward to that happening
0: I would love to play with. We're we're really big fans of Halos, that Swedish band. Um, yeah, they're fantastic, and we it's like a band that um, I think Justin and I in particular would really like to to play with. And uh, yeah, and as far as you know, I feel like as far as like where our direction of music is going, obviously we're heavier and harder, but there's like certain certain like ways that like I feel like it would thread in really nicely together. Um, I think it would be super fun to also play with, who else? Like Lucifer, Um, just in terms of like aesthetic and sort of genre and, you know, uh, what kind of like what they're going for and what we're going for. That's like another band that would be super fun to share a bill with or do some tour dates with.
1: You should open for Arthur Brown.
0: Yeah, that'd be really great.
1: (laughs) That would be my pick.
0: That would be really sick. I would be really down for that.
1: Uh, Dre, I'm gonna direct this one to you. Uh, mm-hmm. You were featured in a video series called "Metal Versus Racism" last year that was started off by uh, the dude in Necrot. Uh, yeah, Sonny. Also, uh, also out of uh, California, um, and it's obviously it's a very moving message. Like, how are you feeling about things now compared to last year?
0: Well, the world is <laughs> world's very slow to change, but I appreciated really very much to be invited to be a part of that series i also like appreciate that necrot did that i think that is really upstanding of them not to give you know anybody too much kudos because that's like the right ethical thing to do right Mm -hmm. it's used your i think to use your position of like of you know social capital and people respecting you because you're an awesome musician and awesome band like they are to use your voice in a, in a way that's like positive. And some people were really challenged by that. Like not any, I mean, not anybody that we personally know, mm-hmm. um, but it's, it was cool to be you know invited to, to, to speak on, on that topic. And it's, you know, it's one thing that I think that is weirdly not weirdly positive, but positive that came out of the pandemic. Whereas I think that it, 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 there was this, this moment last year where people were stopping and, and, and because we had the time, because we couldn't go anywhere. And you know, there, was many, there were many people out there who were taking them a moment to learn and be like, wait a minute, let me just actually take a step back and read some books and, and participate in these ways where we can start you know, actually like getting real about, about you know, social injustices and things like that in the country. Um, and so I feel like people at large, um, might, you know, some people might be more open to having conversations like, you know, about, uh, you know, racism and all the other isms that unfortunately exist in the world. So yeah, it was a, it was awesome opportunity and, you know, I hope that that work continues in other ways, just as like, you know, in, in day to day, like allyship and accountability and all of these sorts of things.
1: I mean, it's 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 kind of like a tough pill to swallow just like after last year and then like going into this year and just seeing all of like this weird vitriol for like a multitude of reasons, like mm-hmm. just across the spectrum, just a lot of really nasty, ugly people out there. And like, if I can ramble for a moment, it's just, it's interesting and crazy at the same time. That like a lot of these issues we're dealing with, like anti-vaxxers and- Oh my God. Like, <laughs> yeah like how much it comes really like not all of it but there's a part of it that comes back to racism and oh yeah and general lack of education like in this country because we don't value it for some stupid reason but like it's kind of the same with music and like much of the music that your band Psychic Kit is inspired by was popularized by white musicians who co-opted mm-hmm. it from the blues and people of of color back in the day so it just yeah. makes me laugh when like people are saying something like oh they're just like a woke band because they have a person in it who isn't white and it's like take a fucking history lesson like
3: <laughs> you
1: know like
0: yeah like as <laughs> I you
1: said so you're here say about that you're here for the music and at this point music and like rock and roll and metal is for everyone not should be it is
0: oh yeah absolutely um i have so much that i could say about that but um, literally all you have to do is just like, look at the history of popular music in this country and where it came from. And, you know, who were the main people in the main communities that were creating these sounds. And, you know, there was a generation of kids after all of the blues and, and, and the early rock and roll who were influenced by this music, the quote unquote race music, who started their bands and then they had their own interpretation of it. And yeah, it's just like it's it, it's a legacy, and I think that it's so important to like honor that legacy because it I, I feel it's incredibly disrespectful. Obviously, it's just terribly like on like you know uninformed and racist to to be mad and be upset that people are speaking about race um, <laughs> and having honest conversations about it. But it's a, also it's a huge, just I guess what is the word I'm looking for. It's offensive to the music itself to be so confrontational and so unex- and unwilling to like actually look at the history of it. It's like kind of if like it's like kind of like you know if if rock and roll was a person, it's kind of like slapping it in the face, being like you know I don't want to like talk about these things because it makes me uncomfortable. But it's like well this this is this is, it has a history. It has a body of work that includes a lot of people from a lot of experiences. In terms of race, gender, sexuality, and all of that. And so if we make it more open, maybe rock and roll actually has a chance to survive in the future because it's kind of dying. You know, it's it's I hate to say it because I make it, but like if, if we can't <laughs> stay if we can't stay relevant and be like keep up with the times and have and have like these like really uneducated people like espousing these things, it's gonna make people uncomfortable and it's going to like not attract the youth. <laughs> right um, exactly and so you know rock and roll is the, like the the scenes these rock and metal scenes like you know need to mature and grow up and and be more inclusive and not in some sort of like like silly surface level way but you know i want to see rock and roll exist for another 50 years or whatever but we have to like talk about some stuff sometimes i think it's a good thing to do so like, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: it's it's everyone's just it's and especially especially with metal it was just been it's been so guarded and protected and so many shitty things have like come out of that and you know once once people stop being so goddamn guarded about everything and like it's like okay it's it's totally okay that this is like going in a different direction like And it's like, no one's throwing those records out. (laughs) No,
0: no one's saying that you have to get rid of your sick leather jacket. And, like, you know, it's not like that, like, anything aesthetically about it's changing. It's not like the music is changing. It's just like, oh my God, let's be more kind to people. Like, it's like that meme, like, I don't know how to teach you how to be kind to other people. It's like, when people act like that, I'm just like, I don't. But, I mean, maybe I live in a bubble, we live in a bubble, but (laughs) if Oakland. Just being like kind of aware of stuff. Um, I I see some really awesome things changing and shifting and moving, and that gives me hope. It gives me hope.
1: I mean, same here. You know, we did. You know, for all the bad that we saw last year, I I feel like I saw, I would say a a comparable amount of good things and good people doing good things and
3: yeah, um, for sure.
1: You know. Organizers and people of that nature doing things to like not even to just like give to the community as a whole, but also like making sure that like if there was money involved, it was going to like musicians or it was going to a specific, you know, organization to help. Like, I feel like that was the most that I saw that. And it was like crazy to me to see how the metal community came together in a really like dire time and. I don't know. I, I don't know what other community did that. I feel like other musicians kind of took a note from all that and they ran with it. You know, obviously, still a lot of work to do.
0: Oh yeah, of course. But that does give me hope as well, um, and just makes me feel really proud. You know, the people that I know who are really just going above and beyond, and you know, just trying to create, um, sustain what we're you know trying to do. So. Uh, it's, that's really rad for sure.
1: Justin, would you, as the white guy, like to chime in? (laughs) I mean, we'll,
2: we'll see what happens when it, like, things pick up again and shows start happening more and like, see kind of like, who is included on bills with certain bands. And like, Mm -hmm. I think it will reveal like how much work people are really putting into the situation when it comes to like putting their money where the mouth is Good and like acting on the things that they're saying about trying to be more inclusive and stuff. And I think it's something that really like everybody could be better at, but there's only certain people who end up being like having the ability to book shows. And mm-hmm. so it would be great to see the people who have that ability to uh, kind of like
0: share their, share their resources, their yeah, knowledge, exactly. just
2: like but like take the platform that they have available to them and put more bands who are more diverse onto that stage instead of seeing the same bands on different bills all the time i don't know yeah. i feel like you just like you cycle through the same sort of loop of bands but like you don't see things branch out much further than that sometimes um, yeah. mm-hmm. and there's a lot of different reasons involved but i think that people could
1: be more inclusive with the way they book shows
0: that is a really good point. <laughs> I mean, that's so we're, like that's We're like, big
1: fans of diverse lineups here.
0: Yeah. I can't wait to get out to New York and play some shows. It's going to be super fun. Eventually we'll get there. It's got to all hang tight right now. Uh,
1: obviously you, um, new album this year, you have a record release uh, coming up for it later in this month of August. Mm-hmm. Um, Anything else on the horizon? I feel like you need to put out some like weird non traditional piece of merch.
0: Like, oh my God. Ex- yeah. you
1: should, like I wrote down, you should do x ray specs or goggles or something. Or
2: like 3D goggles
1: or something. Um, <laughs> look out for
2: um, placemats, bibs. <laughs> um, look out for dog collars.
0: Yeah, because I got a dog now. I just We just got a dog uh, a couple days ago and. I'm definitely already thinking about psychic Kick dog merch because dogs love rock and roll. Just not loud rock and roll, sensitive
1: <laughs> If you need ideas, just go onto the Misfits website and just whatever they have. I'm sure they have
3: you know the weir- coffin, the-
1: coffins and uh yeah, know, mean-
0: no no crossing,
1: <laughs> no crossing signs, toilet paper holders.
0: The weirdest not it's not weird we have we have merch in our web store that currently that is a psychic hit uh phone case which is totally dorky and we don't care <laughs> that was an Ari decision not <laughs> but that's not like weird it's just kind of like okay yeah we have but, this yeah. thing yeah yeah we got some shows coming up uh in september we're playing with nebula which is pretty sweet nice uh and hot lunch who are like amazing dudes amazing musicians and then in october we have a show that i'm not sure if we're allowed to announce yet or not but it's going to be pretty sweet end up in nevada city with the old i'm just going to say it because it doesn't really matter (laughs) that's cool i can always cut it out too yeah i don't think the promoter would get upset we're going to be play opening for um los dug Dugs or los dug Dugs. some people pronounce there um for those of you who are unfamiliar with them. They were, uh, you really should check them out, Los D-U-G-D-U-G-S, 70s, like hard rock, psych early on, but gotten more into hard rock a little bit later in their career. Uh, Incredible band. And I think only one of the dudes is the original guy, but he's the main one. And uh, we are going to be playing with them up in Nevada City, which is awesome because I love that band. And... It's, you know, it's, it's one of those bands you're like, sick, I can't believe I get to play with them because I was listening to their record for years. And, uh, you know, they're not, the, they're not like the hugest band in the world, but uh, their albums have been incredibly influential on in a lot of people. So I think there's going to be a lot of good energy and a good crowd at that show. So nice. yeah, those, those as far as like the shows that we have on the horizon. Mm-hmm.
1: That sounds so, fucking rad. I don't know yeah. that band, but I will check them out.
0: The sickest fucking rock and roll flute playing you'll ever hear. <laughs> it's really cool. It's really good. Yeah. They I am trying to think of like a one of the albums, uh, Smog is is probably their, their best album. All
1: right. I'll keep that in mind. Um, yeah. been listening to anything else lately of note? Uh, how many bands should I <laughs> go through? I don't know.
2: Um <laughs> I I listened to a couple episodes that you've done and heard uh, people talking about the band In Solitude. I don't know if you checked them out. but I don't
1: think I did yet.
2: <laughs> um, they're always great, but one of their guitar players after that band broke up started doing music just under his own name, Henrik Palm. And it's really good, really dynamic. I don't know exactly how to describe it in that it's just like a bunch of different styles of like metal and punk and rock and it gets much less heavy than that at times also but like it's just really really good uh he came out with an album last year called poverty metal top of or near the top of the list for me personally as far as albums that came out last year what else have i been listening to i have been listening to spirit possession they had the best black metal album of last year uh if you like black metal uh, it's yeah, really good like It's really bizarre. It's all over the place. There's a lot of trills. It's just like the guitars are going crazy. It's it's all over the place. It's wild. Um the drummer used to be in a band with Jersey. Yeah, it's one my part.
0: old one of my old bandmates. Uh oh, okay. yeah. Oh, good old Ashley. What's up, Ashley Spongeon, if you're listening? <laughs> or will listen in the future?
1: In the future.
0: In the future. <laughs> what about you? Um, I've been listening a lot. Actually, I've been taking a little break from the heavy, beautiful heavy music. And I've been listening to a lot to Spelling's new album. She I actually had the good fortune of playing on her last record, and which was also really great. And this one is doing really well. She's like currently totally blowing up. I'm really proud of her. Yeah, that's what I've been digging on. I'm actually trying to like look at my like list here of like what <laughs> like uh a streaming service that I will not name that I listen to music on. I don't want to look like I'm not a band camp person because I am. I'm just looking at like what I've been listening to lately. <laughs> like what have I been listening to? I got another one. Um
2: Mercy Machine by Maggot Heart has also been
1: Oh I haven't listened list. to that yet. I like it's Heart real Heart.
2: Yeah Maggot Heart's great they're another one of those bands that I can't really tell you what genre of music they play and like that's a good thing. Yeah, there's a band out of Sweden named Reveal, um, who I would place somewhere between punk and death metal. But they're also all over the place regarding genre. And I think they're really great, really bizarre band. But yeah, Reveal
1: is good. Sounds like D beat land. It's n-
2: I don't know if they have a D beat anywhere in any of their songs. Oh, interesting. <laughs>
0: One of my favorite bands, Horace, on, put on a new single. <laughs> I've listened to that a couple of mm-hmm. times. And then, I mean, they haven't put out anything new in a, 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 a quite a while, but I'm listening to a lot of Danova lately because I can't get enough of Danova ever. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Danova rules. Yeah, Danova's I mean, like a,
0: so good.
1: Uh, I had a uh, previous guest on. He's like, dude, get him on. Get Greg Delaney on. <laughs> yeah, you
0: should. Danova is amazing. Yeah, I'm trying I, to think of it what else. I don't oh, know man.
1: why, but I feel like that would have potential to be like a three-part episode. <laughs> Probably.
0: <laughs> um,
1: who have been listening to? Uh, yeah, what about you? New King Woman is great. Uh nice. There's this band uh Sundrowner. I think they're from California. Um, somewhere. They're kind of like a they're like a doom metal band, but they had got like some black metal influences um also uh this band aramit they're like they're a german band and it's like funeral doom with like some like black metal elements to it but like really good like quality stuff like really really enjoy it like you know obviously good like nordic weird uh tolkien-esque stuff in there so but uh, i'm enjoying that That's I'll I'll leave it at that for now. Those would be my wrecks. Yeah. You want to tell the people where they can find you and Uh, where they can buy your music?
0: Yeah. Um. You can find us on uh, social media at Psychic Hit if you just search Psychic Hit. And uh, as far as like listening to our music, Bandcamp is a great place to do it. Uh, We have some merch up there. Uh, we also have a web store, which you can find through our Instagram. If you were uh, interested in pers- purchasing any psychic hit merch, and then also we're on streaming service, all of them: Spotify, you know, Apple Music, all of the places where you can listen to music. We also have uh, a YouTube channel, so you can find us on there and watch a few of our music videos. And we're going to have a music video. We're going to put we're putting out a music video for every song on the EP. So if you subscribe, you'll be able to be the first to see every single video that comes out in the next few months. Um, Yeah, yeah. So we're out there. And if you're in the the California area, come out and see us. And hopefully in the not-too-distant future, we will be able to go to other places and play some shows, too.
1: Hell, yeah. Please come to New York.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah, dude. Seriously, I can't wait. Yeah, just got to get over to the other coast. Yeah, I know. We got to we got to book a tour out there. Like that's been like the thing I've been thinking about as far as touring goes, like that's been in the, the top of my mind for that type of you know, aspect of the band. I'm like we got to get to the east coast, man. So much fun out there. I'm, I'm from back east, so
1: Oh, nice. Well, yeah. yeah. Definitely need to like revisit what well, I don't I don't know if it's your old stomping grounds, but you definitely got to oh. get here.
0: I love New York. I mean, that's really cliché, but I do. I love it.
3: <laughs>
1: uh well, thank you so much for coming on. This was really awesome. Yeah, go buy all of Psychic Hits merch. Go buy all their rad t-shirts and all their other things, the phone case.
0: Yeah, and, get the uh, phone case.
1: And uh you know, check out the music cuz it kicks ass.
0: Thank you, Dylan. Yeah, thanks for having us.
1: No problem. And that'll do it for this I don't even remember how I closed my shell. (laughs) 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 Jesus. (laughs) And that'll do it for this. What the fuck is it?
0: Don't don't look at you. I'm not here.
1: Alright, I'm gonna do one more take, whatever it is, and that's what I'm gonna do. And that'll do it for this. Oh my god, this just doesn't sound right. And that'll do it for this week's chapter. Yeah, I guess that's what it is. Oh my god. I'm on like a bad path because I'm like I've kept like screwing it up
0: I'll just look the other way <laughs>
1: whatever I guess the, I,
0: don't I can't remember I like
1: and that'll do it for this week's chat yeah I guess that's what it is I can't believe I just like completely spaced on my closing whatever I'll figure it out eventually
0: <laughs> oh yeah I understand I've been filming, having, doing a lot of filming lately. And I usually have a script, but I was like, let me go off script and see how it goes. And I was like, this is the worst (laughs) I I had to do like 50 takes not to jinx you or anything, but like,
1: no, it's all right. (laughs) just my brain is soup.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's late where you are.
1: Eh, whatever. Time doesn't really make any sort of importance at this point in the game when you're unemployed. So. Oh yeah,
0: sweet <laughs> dude. I hope that they extend it again. Uh, we'll see. We'll <laughs> see what happens. I
1: can't believe I'm subjecting you to this.
0: Do you want me to do it? That was good.